0: Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married or have been married for years, we wanna share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage.
1: Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together.
0: Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Marriage.
1: Welcome to episode 37 of Destination Marriage. I'm Tommy.
0: And I'm Jackie.
1: And we are thrilled you have joined us on this journey today.
0: Absolutely.
1: So it's been a couple weeks, baby, since we put out a new new episode. So um, why don't we kind of talk and just kind of let our listeners know, like, just... uh Busyness of life.
0: Right. So I know most of us are probably either coming out of spring break or maybe going into spring break. Mm -hmm. And that just obviously, I mean, you're getting wrapped up in Easter and all of this spring to do. So we've been a little busy there. And also we've been suffering from severe allergies. It's really been my life over the last two weeks. Sneezing and rubbing my eyes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you didn't want to hear us or yeah, hear us sniffling the whole time. Yeah. And then, you know, with my with my new role. I was in training which was pretty intense over the last few weeks so um it's just been a lot life Mm -hmm. like i'm sure all of you guys uh listening have experienced as well like life takes over
0: it feels (laughs) like there's not enough hours in the day right now
1: right it Mm -hmm. sure does so what are we going to be talking about today sweetheart
0: yeah. So, um, I, we were kind of chatting about this. Um, that was the, actually the topic was triggered by a message we had received from a listener. Yeah. Um, but you know, kind of big picture around it is, you know, what do you do when you are a year, years, months, you name it into a marriage where your spouse then decides they change their their, their dreams, their desires, their thought process around the relationship or what they want moving yeah, forward.
1: Something like big picture, fundamental. Right, not, big things. Not like I'm having a midlife crisis and I want a new car or like I want to change my hair color. Right. Right? Like I don't know, those life-changing could... <laughs> things. Things that honestly, if not managed correctly or handled wisely, could mm-hmm. have, have led to a lot of divorces unfortunately, Yeah. right? So not, uh, not little things.
0: Exactly. These are big things that obviously could potentially, you know, put the nail in the coffin you know, yeah. to a marriage, which is unfortunate, but it needs to be discussed. You know, this is, this is real life. Yeah.
1: So we're, we're kind of, uh, not jokingly, but calling it the switcheroo.
0: The switcheroo. I think that's a perfect title. It really is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So why don't you read the, uh, the note we got from uh, one of our listeners?
0: Yes, absolutely. So, the uh, the listener writes hi destination marriage my husband and i are curious to hear your thoughts regarding the situation that has us currently at an impasse after five years of marriage my husband is adamant about having kids even though we both agreed prior to getting married that kids would not be a part of our future hmm. i was very open and honest with my husband that my desire was to be a career woman and i never felt the need to have children he is constantly bringing up the topic and it's causing us to argue. I feel misled because he knew my stance on the topic and agreed prior to committing to marriage. Where do we go from here now that we are both on completely different planets when it comes to having children?
1: So this is, uh, I think with these types of scenarios, probably the, 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 the quote switcheroo, I think probably kids mm-hmm. or when, or if to have kids is probably the probably, I would guess one of the number one things, maybe where you want to live or, you know, those kind of things. So Mm -hmm. why don't we kind of take a step back first, okay? kind of talk about it in general, and then we'll dive directly into this, this question specifically. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we do, we, we kind of thought about it and it's like, I think we, we both agree. We have some general thoughts around how these situations can be managed effectively Mm -hmm. and what's important, maybe some, some things to look at. Um, And the first is really that importance of premarital counseling, which maybe doesn't help all of the, all of you married listeners on the call, but for those that aren't or thinking about getting married is, is the importance of premarital counseling. It's not Mm -hmm. that there's necessarily anything wrong heading into the marriage. It just aligns the two of you Mm -hmm. appropriately so that you are on the same page and that before you make a lifelong commitment, you you really know who that person is and what their dreams and goals are. Mm-hmm. And that's what premarital counseling can really help.
0: I agree. I mean, cause sometimes these conversations may come about and you know, casually when you're dating somebody or they're engaged, what are your thoughts on kids? But I think in marital counseling, they really break it down so you can kind of go through what that really looks like, you know, for the husband and then for the wife when it comes to big picture things like having children. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a preventative, you know, to avoid situations like this that yeah. this current listener is experiencing. Right,
1: right. What else, baby, what other?
0: Yeah, so, you know, the importance of open and thoughtful communication, like really trying to get to the bottom of like, what might be driving that firm stance, whether it be to have children or to not have kids, you know, what's driving that that desire all of a sudden?
1: Yeah, if, and I think that's a, that kind of goes across the board is understand the why. Right.
0: right. Everybody comes into a marriage and a relationship with some type of past history. So maybe that person needs to do a little bit of a deeper dive on why am I feeling this way now? Um, you know, because if somebody's like I said, you know, we said called the switcheroo roof, somebody's changing things like that, something that's obviously going to cause some type of uh, discord in their relationship. They need to do a deeper dive and understanding why am I feeling this way now when I didn't feel that way five years ago, 10 and vice, years ago. And vice
1: versa. Why is someone maybe being really having a really hard stance on an issue
0: mm-hmm.
1: when if they really did a, maybe a deep dive into their own personal history, they realize, oh, well maybe it's, maybe I put up a defensive wall around ever compromising on X because I had a bad childhood around it. Right. right? There could you be know? a
0: lot of fear associated yeah. with um, the reason as to why they don't want to have kids or right. make a move or you know anything that's a major life change. There could be a lot of fear and, things, and anxiety around that.
1: Things you saw your parents go through, whether it's kids being a bad parent, a good parent, or, you know, if it's around the importance of being close to family. So if like mm-hmm. one spouse, is like let's travel, let's like, I'm fine. Let's pick up and move because a new job. Right. And the other spouse, you know, all of a sudden it's like, wow, now we're at an impasse, mm-hmm. you know, so really understand the why, there has to be a good reason too. I mean that you should share that if if you're firm on something mm-hmm. and you can't communicate to your spouse why you're firm on something, yeah, they're gonna make up whatever reason they have in their head. They're that person's she's stubborn, he's stubborn,
0: mm-hmm. he's that could cause a lot of frustration, right? Right. So
1: I think it's really and and yeah, especially around fear or rejection or um, bad experiences, and that mm-hmm. may be the a real reason that's relevant and share that with your spouse. It's like. I, for 15 years, this happened in my life.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm, that's never going to, I'm not going to allow that to happen again.
0: Right. Or maybe they came from a big family and they love the idea of having, you know, a house full of kids. And maybe initially they thought, yeah, you know what, it's not really for me. And then they think back on their childhood and they are really... When they think of those happy moments, feel like they're missing out. You know, there could be so many different ways to look at it or what they're experiencing, but yeah, communication is really going to be key here and how it's communicated versus communicating it as though it's a demand.
1: Right. You know, Uh, so next, like this is again, this is kind of big picture, but as the person that is, um, has that firm stance Mm -hmm. and the other, you know, the other partner wants to, Make a change or wants to go a different direction life life direction is really ask yourself you know when you should sacrifice in order to kind of show love to mm-hmm. your partner in that scenario, whatever that scenario is, right like mm-hmm. sometimes it's i mean not sometimes marriage is about mutual sacrifice, right, and it may be for the long term
2: mm-hmm.
1: that sacrifice of agreeing to a major change may end up far outweighing beneficially to you as selfishly to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, but it's mostly it's, it's unselfishly that you're sacrificing in order to meet a need or a want of your partner. Mm -hmm. And so on the tail end of that is also, if you do make that change and agree to it, commit to not being bitter ever about it. Right. And using that as a weapon down the road.
0: That's all. But that that's definitely like you mentioned, that's a commitment because with some of these things, like you said, a career change or a move, those things can easily be switched back. You know, if if they find out that it's really not going to work for the other spouse, maybe I'm willing to sacrifice two years. Let's give it a try. Yeah when you were talking about having children in this particular situation, there's no going back. Yeah, right. You know yeah, what I it's mean? like, there's, you don't just turn it back in. Yeah. yeah. So I think when we tried to, this for a couple of years. <laughs> there's no going back. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, when you say, you know, definitely committing to not being bitter, that would be a huge commitment and ask for the person that's not really getting what they want. If they really wanted children, because every time they see someone with kids, it's going to be a reminder of them not being able to yeah. fulfill that, you know, that want that desire that they have in their heart. So some of these things can easily be switched back, you know, like making a move or yeah. a career. So we can do temporary sacrifices there, which, I mean, we're talking about big, that's still a big picture thing, but when it comes to kids, there's really no going back.
1: And then, and then I, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. You know, like you see families and you're like, you long for it and then you become bitter towards your spouse because mm-hmm. they never agreed to change. But the flip side too, is you don't want to, if you do have, you, you sacrifice and you have a kid and, all of a sudden you're bitter that you can project. And then now you've projected that on your child too. They're going to feel that they're going to know that. Mm -hmm. And now you've just perpetuated the issue, the bitterness that that child's now going to have to deal with when they're an adult. It's not going to, it's not healthy.
0: Right. Because that obviously you can feel that in the home, Mm -hmm. you know, and and children will pick up on that as well. So.
1: Okay. So those are our big picture kind of how we approach this question. Yeah. And, the idea of the question, not just this particular question. So about this one in particular, mm-hmm. with this question of, you know, the husband's all of a sudden wanting, wanting kids, what are your, what are your thoughts? What, yeah. How would you approach it?
0: So when I'm looking at it, just to kind of better dissect the situation when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking, is this simply a result of the husband changing over the last five years or did he deliberately mislead her? Okay. Mm in hopes that she would have a change of heart, you know, maybe someone, and it could be vice versa. I'm just saying in this particular situation, did he think, okay, sure. Yeah. I'm fine with not having kids. And he thinks maybe five years down the line, she's already had her time to work cause she's career focused. She'll be ready to move into that next stage of life and starting a family. And because she feels misled and who knows, maybe he did do that.
1: Yeah, he could have. Right. Um, he could have had a, like an honest change of heart. Maybe because when he was, you know, let's, let's play a scenario. We don't know how old these, this couple is right. Which does matter. okay. Right. With kids. It's, it's a, it's a, biological clock issue, potentially, right? But also, maybe on the other end of that...
0: Actually, hold on. Okay. Let me just throw something in here. I just read an article the other day that uh, a woman just gave birth, and she's 67 years old.
1: <laughs> like, naturally got pregnant, or...? She did IVF, but oh. still.
0: <laughs> but still, it's possible. Wow. I'm just saying, maybe you have more time 67.
1: now. 67, <laughs> that's nuts. 67. No, thanks. I'll, I'll be grand. I'm not giving grand. you any grand. ideas. Grand. Like, yeah, no. no.
0: That ship has sailed.
1: Um, yeah, that's... Uh, the, oh, yeah. So what I was saying, sorry, I was, now I've got 67 years old in my head.
2: <laughs> sorry. So
1: the other end of that could have been where maybe the husband was an immature younger man at the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and was like, yeah, I don't want kids. I want to just party it up with you. I want to live my life with you. And they honestly thought that right. as a young, maybe immature man. And now all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait a minute. I want to have kids, mm-hmm. you know, and now they're. Now he's pestering his wife for it. And she's like, um, guess what? I haven't changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm only five years into my career. So if we assume they're in their maybe let's say they're mid to late twenties at this point versus maybe they're 39, 40. Mm-hmm. Cause that 40 number tends to be like a biological clock, whether it's real or not, that number kind of represents like, Oh crap.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: we're going to have a kid
0: health wise, health wise. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just that, that just tends to be a number. So, yeah, the wife. I mean, yeah, this one. There's a lot of questions you need to ask there, which kind of goes back mm-hmm. to our open and thoughtful communication, and
0: so let's just say that maybe they're in their early thirties. Okay? okay,
1: that's fair. Thirty-one,
0: yeah. thirty-two.
1: Got married mid twenties. Now they're thirty-one, thirty-two. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you know, they're she's probably approaching. Um, you know, a serious maybe. Step up. Yeah. um, Like Maybe she's just gotten
1: promoted or they're, yeah, she's just hitting her stride in her career.
0: Exactly. So she's probably gaining momentum and she's still young. You know, she's still young at this point. Now, technically after the age of 35, you're considered a geriatric pregnancy. So I mean, (laughs)
2: geriatric,
0: I know it sounds ridiculous, but she's still young they both are young and they're in a position right now i'm assuming Mm -hmm. um they're building their life you know who knows maybe they also had other dreams and plans and for her obviously this is very career driven so i could understand why she's saying i feel misled if we both agreed on a major life choice before we got married not after we got married a year into it i said i don't want to have kids you know then Obviously that's different. The but way she walked down the aisle and yeah. I tell you, look, I want to be a career woman. I don't want to have kids. I love you. I want to spend my life with you and build a life, but children are just not a part of that equation. Mm-hmm.
1: The way she worded it, um, there's a hint of, uh, I don't know. There's kind of a hint of, um, hmm. maybe some arrogance, not arrogance, uh, like she's not if she's reaching out to us, which she is, I appreciate it. We love it. We want to, you know, anytime people want advice, we're happy to, what she hasn't said is if she has really like all she's talking, all she has expressed is annoyance at her husband and it's causing a problem. We don't know what's been asked, but let's assume it kind of feels a little bit like maybe she's has a firm, firm stance Mm -hmm. and maybe hasn't really delve into his heart like what's driving his decision kind of going back to our point of like open communication is like
2: Mm -hmm.
1: have you lady (laughs) yeah have you asked like sat down and had a really compassionate conversation with your husband about why all of a sudden like what's going on is something is something going on in his life where Mm -hmm. he feels like his clock's ticking and like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know it could go back to scenarios like well I don't know my dad had me you know when he was my age, he was already a married. You know, he already had two kids, three kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that really good questions there are important. Um, you know, we talked about compromise. Yeah. This one's kind of a hard to compromise on, right? It's like you either have a kid or you don't. Like yeah, you said, I mean, is like is there
0: any room? <laughs> I mean, honestly, is there any room for compromise? How do you this, meet in the middle? Is there a middle?
1: Right. This is a huge ask for a wife. That's in a, on a career path, because it, I mean, this, the nature of, of the fact that a woman is, gives birth, Mm -hmm. it takes a physical toll an emotional toll. It's physically draining during the pregnancy.
0: Mm -hmm. And And they will need to take time away from their their career path. Right. So that
1: honestly, the most of the compromise is going to be on the wife's part,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. period. Right. I mean that most of that work and time away from a goal or a career path is going to be on the woman's side to your question of, is there room for compromise? What we would offer is to discuss that through, have an open conversation about it and be honest. And if she's on a career path at a certain company, look at what their maternity leave looks like. That's become much more liberal. Uh, And that's the wrong word, liberal, but it's much more reasonable. Right. And, and willingness as the work environment has changed and evolved that, you know, some companies are giving women an entire year off and then they walk right back into their position guaranteed, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, because she reached out, I, I don't know. I just get this sense. She's a little bit, she's got a, well, I think she a feels hard like she's stance at
0: a loss here because, yeah. you know, if I'm and women are probably, I think it's proven women are better communicators. I, you know, if she's saying that she communicated this, I'm taking her for a word that she did and she was very upfront about it. I am, this is, I do feel very strongly about this is in any relationship. If I, or even when you take a job, um, when you agree to something and you tell somebody what my expectations are, what I'm willing to bring to the table, being honest and being upfront about that, I think can also help a relationship, whatever, whatever relationship that is, move in a healthy direction. Mm -hmm. You know, when things are unsaid, that's when people can feel uneasy or insecure. She respected him and respected their future marriage and Mm -hmm. being very upfront about this is what I'm willing to bring to the table or this is my expectations. This is what I want out of a marriage. He could have walked away at that point. I understand her frustration, even if she may have some level of annoyance at this point. She didn't shut it down or she wouldn't be reaching out to ask our thoughts.
1: Right. What we don't know is her motivation for reaching out. Right. Do they listen to us? And they, they maybe we, you know, we tend to be kind of offered different perspectives on things. So like, do they listen to us because of that? And she's just like, see, you know, well, they're just going to tell me, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like,
0: I mean, that's a gamble you take. You don't know. Right. We don't know know. her motivation and we
1: don't know. And also how maybe, if they did a, a you know, had a, a pre, you know, had a recording of that conversation five years ago, mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't quite as firm as she remembers. Maybe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, did she, you know? I mean, how many times have you just kind of any in a marriage discu- heated discussion? I think you don't like calling them arguments where you just, and I've done it, you've done it, I think we all do it. It's like sometimes you'll just, just to get the argument over with, you'll just, okay, fine. Mm hmm. I and just,
0: your hands I, up.
1: Right. And so who knows how this was communicated a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it goes back to our point. Really good, thoughtful communication. Yeah. I think in this scenario, because it is not a, okay, I'll sacrifice and we'll move for two years so you can chase this new career. Mm-hmm. That's a compromise. Like right. that's kids are, like... it's like either one or the other. Right. Exactly. So I think they need to approach this thoughtfully and, and compassionately both of them
0: mm-hmm.
1: towards each other as they have this discussion,
0: mm-hmm. I think, right? And, and I think also that even if she feels strongly right now that she absolutely does not want to have children remaining open to having the conversation, so if you're saying that she seems annoyed and she maybe she's shutting down and not even hearing him, so then he's getting frustrated and angry and it's causing arguments, maybe the best route for them to take right now would be to have really deep conversations and kind of breaking it down with both scenarios mm-hmm. if we did have children not saying that she say she's saying yes i'm absolutely gonna do that but if we did what would that look like for our life
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then if we didn't and really talk through what that would look like over the next five to ten years how would that change their relationship for the positive or the negative you know i think if if they if you feel like you have options versus you're being pushed into a corner your reaction will be different.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's really that's really wise, but it's also kind of a double-edged sword because how you frame that up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: would you could be biasing that conversation by, oh, well, we're gonna have less time for this, and we're gonna have less, you know, like you could just be like pouring in your your reasons just to confirm your own opinion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So you gotta be really careful with how you do that. But if you're in a healthy marriage, hopefully you, you can have that kind of level of conversation. If you're just, if you're both up against the wall here, like I think a counselor, a marriage counselor to really kind of help build that communication mm-hmm. is really going to be yeah. needed here. Right? I
0: think so. Yeah. it's. Not, I mean, definitely we talked about premarital counseling, but in this scenario, even five years and doesn't mean anything's wrong with your relationship, but stuff like this. Um, absolutely. Why wouldn't you want someone who can maybe better guide you, mm-hmm. um, through that process? It's yeah, definitely not the first time. I think a couple has experienced that.
1: Right. And, and not for nothing. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that this is cause this could again be kind of confirming your own bias or like maybe even emotional manipulation. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put that little asterisk out there, but like, when you hold that new baby in your arms, like everything changes emotionally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you can't imagine
2: Not life without having,
1: that person right. in your, in your, that little baby that you're responsible for and love like immediately.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there is, it's kind of one of those things you, you look back on it and you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even imagine life without the boys.
0: Right but that's easy for us to say because we've been parents for such a long time right? right. without, if they had never had that experience and it, she, it's hard for a mom or even a, a, it's, it's hard for a husband or a wife who doesn't have children yet to understand that. What feeling. that
1: feels like. Yeah. Right. But it's real. <laughs> it is real.
0: Yeah, it is real. It
1: is real. Right. And, and, and part of going back to your point, um, a, which, I, like I said, is really wise around, like, let's map this out as best we can, mm-hmm. even though it's a lot of unknown emotionally. But I think the husband needs to be careful of not over committing. Well, I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do this. And all of a sudden it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's committing because he's so excited about it. You know, I'll do anything. Yeah. But also like, but he needs to be, maybe that is one of her fears, Because she would be juggling too much. Yeah. Maybe she saw her mom juggling way too much and was just emotionally just drained all the time and didn't have any time for herself. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not even because she was pouring herself into her kids so much necessarily, but just because she just, again, the hours in the day. Mm -hmm. Right. It just, maybe she saw her mom.
0: Trying to do everything, the home, the kids, the career. Yeah. Maybe she realizes I, I just don't have that type of energy. I can only be hyper-focused on one thing. So for me, it'll be my career.
1: Yeah, so really exploring that and the husband, maybe she just needs to hear a, a commitment from him right? of of his effort to, to help raise that child,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Because, you know, Every family is different. Every scenario is different. You don't know what kind of extended family support they have, and all those are real issues. But
0: and that makes a difference. You know, if you have added support mm-hmm. outside of just you know mom and dad, um, or you know the husband and the wife, then that can add at least some some uh, peace of mind. You know, knowing that in a pinch uh, yeah. you do have somebody.
1: Yeah. This one. This one's like not not as black and white. I mean, sorry, it is black or white. You either have the kid or <laughs> it don't. Is. Yeah. It's not a. There's not a lot of like. <laughs> I'll sacrifice now so you can sacrifice and then and I'll sacrifice later based on our careers and stuff. Um, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think we've provided some pretty good kind of big picture and then some specifics mm-hmm. like but I think it really boils down to having really good communication with each other mm-hmm. and then being empathetic and compassionate with your spouse around what's really driving the the mm-hmm. rationale. Yeah. And respecting it if you need to respect it ultimately you know, because you don't want to compromise your marriage either.
0: Right. You don't want to do that. And I think that this shouldn't be a conversation that's just boom, dead in the water. Yeah. This is not they a one time. <laughs> yeah. They, there's a process here that needs to happen so they can work through it to avoid, like you mentioned earlier, to avoid any form of bitterness or cause any further arguments, you know, start planning other seeds of negativity in the marriage. So Agreed. I think there's some options there.
1: Okay. So why don't we talk about some different, kind of uh, a couple different scenarios that maybe mm-hmm. there is more room for compromise and we could yeah. maybe walk through some scenarios like that these are all just kind of ones we thought of and made up mm-hmm. kind of not that they're made up that they don't happen but
0: no but i mean this obviously kind of just jumping off of that last uh message that we had received we were kind of thinking around like gosh this could really kind of um I don't know. I guess present itself in different ways. um, If a family chooses to have children, and so we were thinking, or you know, I think I had mentioned, you know, what if the husband and wife both work and contribute to the household income? The wife then decides she no longer wants to work after having a baby. Mm -hmm. So they they do want to have the baby. They have their baby, Um, and the option of the mom remaining home to focus on caring for their child was never discussed because she or they both agree that she would go back to work immediately, having the baby, mm-hmm. um, and they're really not in a position to not have two incomes. So now what? Well, that
1: that one makes it. I mean, that's an assumption that they're not in a position to. Maybe currently they're not, but I think
0: well, their their lifestyle, I guess, is based off of two incomes. So right.
1: And that, I mean, so mm-hmm. so there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack there. Okay. Right that may be kind of temporary too. Mm-hmm. If the woman, you know, just cause a lot of moms Let's. I think if you lined up a hundred moms and hundred dads, it's probably harder for the moms to hand over their baby to a babysitter or to daycare. Mm-hmm. It's that, that emotional connection and just that maternal instinct is it's why it's called a maternal instinct. Right. right. So I think that, um, in this scenario, mm-hmm it's be really wise for the husband to be really compassionate and really empathetic as they explore this. Again, this isn't something that has to be permanent. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, postpartum depression is a very real thing. So you, you know, where, you know, what stage of light of postpartum, this scenario is unfolding really matters too. Mm -hmm. Right. Not saying that, Because I'm saying from a husband's perspective as far around being empathetic and compassionate to his wife's needs here.
0: Right. But what does that do now that that makes the husband Mm -hmm. the sole provider?
1: Right. I think that if if the woman's dead set on it and the husband is like, okay, let's make this work. They need to map out a financial plan for that to make it work. Mm -hmm. And what the husband shouldn't do in this scenario is use that as a weapon like lord that over her well you wanted to stay at home now we don't get our third vacation or yeah. whatever or, or second a or vacation. a vacation right or you wanted that car well pfft, mm-hmm. you wanted to stay home too so deal with it right i mean yeah. that's being a he jerk like a real right he's a real nice guy right um but some version of that could happen all it takes is one little comment little manipulative comment to like you know mm-hmm. jab throw a jab at the wife in that scenario and it's um you know, as it's, it's, uh, I think for this one, a lot of this is on mature. It, a lot of this becomes how a mature husband and new father mm-hmm. deals with this.
0: Right. Cause that could add a lot of, and we're obviously I'm saying this obviously can vary depending on their financial situation, mm-hmm. but if they really depend on two incomes that could add an additional stress. Yeah. And again, they have a newborn. So this is a new baby waking up, what, every hour and a half, you know, so you're having sleepless nights, all that pressure. And then now he is the sole provider. That can be a lot of pressure on a relationship. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I do think some sacrifices obviously would need to take place in order for her to stay home. And it could be a temporary thing. you Right. Like you mentioned. Maybe she just wants a year to have that that's a really special time and your baby's only going to be a baby and a newborn. And
1: that baby needs mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, it needs both parents, but you know, that mom, the maternal component of a, of a brand new baby is, Mm -hmm. is, is so important.
0: Yeah. Especially if you're breastfeeding, like you kind of need to be, I mean, obviously there's options, but I'm just saying that time with your baby. Sure. It's a very small window.
1: Yeah. This one is, uh, it kind of, a lot of this stuff still kind of circles back to, a very a husband needs to really take a step back and be and and grow up here. Mm-hmm. If if as far as that scenario, the ways it could go, a lot of that depends on how well the husband handles it.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, the mom's already got
1: enough to deal with. She's already got enough going on, and she's physically recovering, emotionally potentially recovering. Physically, because of the baby, you know, is, Mm -hmm. is draining, you know, it's like, it's, so there's, I wouldn't rush into this decision. And then maybe the husband needs to step up and maybe find a better job. Is he complacent in his job because he's happy being, I'm not saying that it could be right. Mm -hmm. He could just be, Oh, well I liked being, putting in mediocre effort at my job and I'm in a, you know, comfy job. I don't have to really work hard at.
0: That's true. But there are a lot of people that are like that because they don't like change, you know, so.
1: Right. So this, again, back to the maturity of a mm-hmm. husband is like, okay, maybe I need to step up and really be more ambitious
0: mm-hmm. to
1: meet my wife's needs and wants of wanting to stay home now.
0: Yeah. I would suggest let's say this couple maybe during the pregnancy or even before they got pregnant decided that she said, I really want to go back to work right after I have the baby. Just as a um, a fallback or just as a safety net, I would encourage every couple if they're in that position to maybe put aside six months as of much reserves, as possible, yeah. Um, just in case things should change and they want to stay home for a longer period of time, why not? You know, can't hurt.
1: So, what about the kind of the reverse of this scenario for the new mom scenario? She was ready to go home and he changed his mind. It's like, nope, now that I see this beautiful baby, I can't, I don't want anybody else. Mean she's
0: ready to go back to work? She's
1: ready to go back to work. To she's nine like, nine to five? Yeah. And the husband's, I guess we could, again, we could go down to multiple different kind of rationales here, but what if the husband's just like, you know what, I've changed my mind.
0: That's a very real thing. Okay. I have heard this situation where a husband says, once we have kids, I want you to stay at home. I want you to be at home, taking care of the home, taking care of the kids. I don't need you to work at all. And that is a very real issue where then women get frustrated because they really do want to bring in additional income so they can do those added things. Right. Maybe he's not in a position financially to have vacations or buy the kids the extra things that she feels, you know, she really wants to be able to provide her family. But he's adamant about her staying home and taking care of dinner on the table and cleaning the house and... You know, is that a backwards way of thinking? I mean, it's kind of like 2021 or is it chivalrous? I want to take care of all of those things. Let me, you know, handle that as the husband.
1: Again, that's, but that goes back to premarital counseling, right? In these scenarios, if that was day one, that was the, the, that's what the husband wanted. They mm-hmm. agreed to that. And all of a sudden now she wants to go back to work, but the switcheroo here is more of, yeah, they both agreed. Yeah. Right. In this scenario, they both agreed. Yeah, we're all going to work. And now all of a sudden the husband's like, nope,
0: mm-hmm. you're not
1: going back to work. I mean.
0: Well, as a as a man and as a husband, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts around that? I mean, do you think that there was a moment in time where you felt like I really don't want Jackie to work? I would love for her to just stay home. And so I can have a delicious meal on the table. I know it's unique because I work from home anyways, but let's say I didn't. and I was working outside of the house.
1: Um, I think that uh, there's a not the dinner on the, you know. Dinner. Not not from that perspective of like old school, but there's a it, for me. You asked me mm-hmm. about me, so yeah, for me, that I mean, look, when we we had we had Brandon Young, so like mm-hmm. there was more financial pressures that you know
0: put, we weren't in that position. We weren't to in the position and financially. Yeah, I get that.
1: Financially, it I probably I know I did not I was not as mature as I should have been in how I approached it because of the stress of having a kid so young mm-hmm. and the financial requirements of said child.
0: Right, <laughs> but let's say-
1: So, you, hold on, let me just kind of, I had, I had a thought, okay. like, I, you know, yeah, if you, if you get me into a train of thought, I've, I'll, I'll lose it otherwise. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, be, uh, my thought is not from a lording over you or a, like a math, it's more of like, I just have that, belief that I want to be the provider and support you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And so part of that for us, as far as that compromises, we, we discussed this, this was a long time ago, right? 12, 13 years ago, as you looked at being an entrepreneur, this kind of met, checked a lot of boxes for, for our family of you working from home, but also being able to pursue a career that you're really good at. Right. And you still wanted to kind of have that be at home too and so it kind of made sense for us now not everybody's careers are that way right, right. some are they have to be out of the in the office they mm-hmm. have to be here from if it's an hourly job you know some so there's there's need to have a job because of financial pressures and then there's want to have a career you know for your own personal satisfaction and i or not satisfaction like uh what's the right word personal Growth, growth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, so there has to be balance, mm-hmm. but I think the husband, um, I guess in the first scenario, the husband really needs to be the one to step up maturity wise. This one, this would go back to our point is like, maybe the husband needs to ask himself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: why am I adamant all of a sudden about this? What's yeah. driving this? Right. Mm-hmm. Was he being misleading That's why I asked that question if
0: she feels, was he, mm -hmm. you know, really thinking about it. um, You know, if they are, let's say we're guessing they're in their early thirties, some people in their twenties are not even giving that any thought. You know, I think we were joking around with the boys about, oh, you know, when you guys get married and have kids and they're like, I don't want kids, you know, Mm -hmm. they're kids right now. Of course, they're not thinking around having children. We were just teasing, but there are a lot of people in their twenties that are really not, that's not on their radar. Right. So maybe in that conversation, he was being truthful. That's where he was at that time, you know, but I see her point and feeling misled because she was.
1: So you're going back to the, the right in the person that reached out. Okay. We're
0: just talking about having kids, but I'm just saying, but in our scenario, um, I was just curious if you ever felt like, you know, I would really like for Jackie to solely be a homemaker and take care of the kids and not work. Um, I didn't know if that thought process, we've been married for a while now, uh, if it ever crossed your mind.
1: No, because I know how ambitious you are. And if I would, I would have been purposefully stifling you if I put that pressure on you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I mean, that's just I, part of this. We know each other so well. Right. We, we had that advantage, I guess. But we we're also part of that. We figured it out along the way. You mm-hmm. know, we had some bumps in the road as far as how we, we communicated. And, <laughs> but I mean, you know, for this last scenario, like, again, it's it's really understand why. And maybe in this scenario, the husband has a point and maybe, maybe he sees that maybe the wife is maybe her family scenario was the dad lost his job and all this because maybe her, his, her mom mm-hmm. didn't never had a job they, she saw the pressure of that. So like having a job as a backup is always something that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a job and then there's a career, you know, there's, those are different motivations too right right if it's just oh i just i need a job because i just have to pay x bills then that's one thing Mm -hmm. but if it's you know all of a sudden the husband could be trying to derail her career as far as her perception of it right right she's like screw you i've been busting my butt for 10 years and at this in this role i'm finally here maybe
0: she's just fresh out of school and she's like i'm just yeah i went i got my master's or whatever she did. And now she's finally hitting her stride because mm-hmm. you have to prove yourself for a while. And
1: she yeah. loves being a mom too. It's like maybe, and and I mean, the, the last scenario we said, right? Like mm-hmm. she loves being a new mom, but she really wants to get back to work. She wants right. to do it all. And so I think that the husband needs to sacrifice here, probably mm-hmm. in that scenario, knowing his, his wife's ambition and her education and how much effort she's already put into it. Right. But it also could be, Another scenario is maybe there's time for some compromise here. Maybe there is an opportunity if it's not a quote career path that she has. You know, she really is on, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe it's something where they figure out a compromise where she can work from home or where they can she can work off hours and and have it all. Yeah. And who knows, right? I mean, there's just it, it again. It, be well, that's
0: why I wanted to know your thought process with us more specifically because.
1: In I know our situation.
0: Yeah. I understand. Obviously, I work from home, so I'm able to check those boxes with meeting my desire to work and to provide and build a career, mm-hmm. and then also meet the needs of my family. But most women are not in that situation. I mean, probably last year, everyone was well, take COVID from out of home. it, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying in but that, general. But
1: if someone in those scenarios was a new mom and was forced to work from home, probably added stress versus.
0: Mm,
2: you know sure. you
1: know what i mean like i think for a lot of that that was adding stress cuz all of a sudden nobody's going to school either and everybody's working that real, a that's different type of environment right. but i th- my thought is and it's i think i've matured over the years with it and how i've actually put thought to paper if you will mm-hmm. you know not just like like i've captured my rationale and like made it a a mantra as far as like I want, I know how important it is to you to have that career and to how ambitious you are. So I want to, I want to support you. Mm -hmm. Right. But I also want to take care of our family, you know? And so it's, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's not easy.
0: So what would you suggest? Like, let's say, let's say we're talking to this husband, you know, right before he got married or any young couple in their 20s right now, before they go down this path and five years into the marriage have this conversation or this impasse Mm -hmm. um knowing what we know now like how would you approach it
1: if if this couple which scenario we went over three different scenarios this
0: couple i'm saying these conversations right yeah so before getting married how would you okay okay, each and every one of these scenarios because obviously none of them have happened yet so before they get married before a couple gets married how would you suggest that they Really think this yeah. through, discuss it, and based on map our own experience. Based on our
1: experience, the biggest thing that I come back to is really have open and be empathetic and compassionate towards what those needs that are being expressed by your spouse or soon to be spouse. And but understand why. Mm-hmm. What is driving your decision? What is this driving driving my decision or my my thought process or my my hard line in the sand about whatever this thing is, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's one of the things over the years that I have tried to really understand about myself and about you as my spouse Mm -hmm. is why do I say things certain ways? Why do I do things? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Why do you do things? What's driving your emotional, you know, response to something or my emotional response to something. And that goes the same, I think with, you know, Cause you hear these types of scenarios all the time. It's like, and I think part of your not ambition, but part of your, there's some fear. And we've talked about this is mm-hmm. like when your dad died, mm-hmm. that's emotionally you're, you're exposed as an eight year old little girl.
0: Right. That's traumatizing. And I, I think of, I totally agree. Like right. I so recognize that's, just a, that's a
1: really that- strong example, right. <laughs> but it's, that's not it, something that until probably the last five or six years that I re- have a, a better understanding of who you are
2: mm-hmm.
1: through that lens. And not all of who you are, but mm-hmm. some things that deep emotional scar mm-hmm. or wound.
0: Or part of really a lot of my reasoning behind always wanting to work, I'm sure there's a a piece of that came from having had that experience of losing our sole provider. Right. Yeah. But your
1: ambition is not driven by that. Your ambition is because that's, that's you, that's your personality. That's your, that's your, one of the things I love about you. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's not
1: a fear based ambition. That is just ambition. But there are times where, yeah. And I think for me, um, I don't know, like we all have things in our past that drive us. I mean, we're all Mm -hmm. that way, right? We're all a, I feel like I'm going to ramble here, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be quiet. I think we made our point.
0: I think so too. Well, I really appreciate when <laughs> listeners send us scenarios like this. Yeah, we I love mean, talking about it. I mean, obviously, I want them to work this out, and we want them to be successful in their marriage, whatever that looks like with baby, without. Um, but in any one of these scenarios, I think the core. Thing that needs to happen, regardless of the situation, is communication, and if that means yeah. bringing in a third party and, yeah, and and meeting with a counselor or their pastor, um, I would somebody objective, that. yeah, somebody like objective because not a family member, especially not your best around, friend.
1: yeah, because there's then they're going to come, especially with kids, right? If you go to your your pick a grand potential grandparent, there yeah, may be like really pressure, sticky. or if it's your best friend now they're like, Oh, I already lost them when they went and got married. Now they want kids too. I'm never going to see them. So maybe yeah. they, that lens is different too. Right. So <laughs> just be careful who you talk to. You right. want, you want somebody that's objective that has collectively as a couple, your mm-hmm. best interests at heart.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Right. That can look at things objectively and, and truly want the best for your, your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Who do you let speak into your life?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad we're back.
1: Yeah, it feels good.
0: It does feel good. It feels to get good behind to be. the mic. Yeah, it does. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will definitely be back next week. So, see you then. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews and we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.